This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. And welcome to Ben and the a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. And friends, uh, we are back with some massive, I think, like some of the biggest news we, we've, we've heard all summer long concerning Winds of Winter. We've got House of the Dragon to talk about. So many things. One week out. What's going on, Matt? Oh, man. It is insane. Just when I thought, you know, I'm over here and my eyes are on House of the Dragon. George comes in and he literally says one line about winds of winter on his most recent news update and it like changes everything it like totally i mean it totally just shows us everything that like with winds what we've been saying where it feels like he's getting closer and closer and closer and now i've gone back and i was doing some research because he dropped this um the 12th so this was friday right i guess i think uh yeah friday uh, trying to do the math in my head i don't know we're all the only math that's in my mind right now is we are one week from House of the Dragon. I know. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my primary focus. But um, so we're going to be talking about that today. And we're doing a live hangout on YouTube for those of you guys listening on the podcast. So, you know, we'll see what I end up keeping in for the podcast portion of this. And then what ultimately the whole deal is on YouTube and we're live and you can check mm -hmm. us out. Mm -hmm. When we do go live, by the way, um, we go live on Facebook, Twitter and uh, YouTube all at once. So if you follow yeah. us on any of those locations, you can hang out with us live. So let's dive in because we're going to be doing House of the Dragon predictions. We're going to be talking about what our like streaming schedule is going to be because we're going to be doing, you know, a big, huge event of all that yeah. stuff, too. Um, for those of you guys who follow us, followed us over on Heroes of the Horn, it's going to be sort of similar, which is when Wheel of Time launched. As and I also have a Wheel of Time podcast. So what we will be doing is we'll go live on YouTube uh, and everywhere about half an hour before House of the Dragon begins, uh, which for me will be 5.30 uh, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess a nine Eastern. Yep. So 8.30 and yep. we will do a live watch along. Now, obviously you can't share it on the screen, but right. we can sort of have it up and have it on and we will be hanging out and it's going to be so much fun. So we'll all be watching it live at the same time. And we'll be commenting. What do we think? Oh, my God, this is awesome. And then we will be afterwards doing a breakdown. Uh, shout out, by the way. Here we go. Boom. Oh. Already got a already got a super chat. My good buddy, Jimmy, Sir Jimmy, a.k.a. the Fantasy Network. And he's going to be doing it with us. So 
We're going to be the hype's easy. real, baby. I mean, the hype is real. <laughs> House of the Dragon is coming. I am so freaking pumped. All the reviews and everything say that House of the Dragon is going to be amazing. Awesome. Everyone, yeah. everyone is saying all the reviews and everything are saying episode one, like they came for it. Uh, yeah. And it's it's everyone saying it's huge. All the all the trailers and that tiny little TV spots we've been seeing to me all seem awesome. So yep. I am so pumped for it. But before yeah. we get into House of the Dragon, S. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a little bit of Winds of Winter news, which we got to hit first because this uh, is huge. Huge. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. So you sent me, and Matt always sends me, like, I took a little screenshot of it, sent it to me. And I'm, I know it's like the not a blog thing or whatever. And it's just right. one line, and what, which we'll get here, to in a, a second. Here but we I go. Mean, blew my yeah, mind. So he, yeah, here we go. So let's take a look at George's. Uh, not a blog, which uh, which is where he he updates everything. So right. he's talking about a lot of different stuff, which he always does. Um, he did get COVID, and so he actually had to miss the premiere. So he sort of apologizes uh, there for this. Um, he talks a little bit about some of the other stuff that's going on with House of the Dragon, and there's so much stuff. There's like apps you can download, and like you know, fun oh, yeah. ways to participate in everything. However, um, this is this was to me the big the big takeaway from this little this one little line in here mm -hmm. he's talking about everything that's going on right he says he's watching the sandman which i've heard is really good um and he says after that he says i hope to wrap up the storyline for one of the viewpoint characters of winds of winter this week maybe even two which is absolutely massive yeah when it comes to winds of winter because i went back that's the first time he's ever specifically said that he is like finished with a character. He's yeah. alluded to it several times, but he's never actually said, I am finished with mm -hmm. a character or I will be finished soon with a character. He often talks about his writing style, which is what we did in his last update, where he talks about being a gardener and things just sort of go right yeah. things yeah. just sort of go in a direction and it sprouts off this way and it sprouts off this way right you know, i mean think of like a plant or a tree right it just branches off and then off that little branch is another branch and then a twig and then you know and it just keeps going and sometimes it wraps around and that's how he describes himself as a writer yes. so he has been saying a lot in the past year really especially this year he's he's said things about He's talked about the ends of wins, right? He's talked about, I've made strides. I've made all of these things, but a lot of the language he's been using has been around the end of wins of winter as yeah. Yeah. Around, around the end. And so that's huge because uh, we, we actually, we broke this down with Jimmy and, and you, you, we've talked about this for, for weeks upon end here. How far along is he? And the idea that he probably has like years ago, I mean, years and years and years ago, he took what, whatever didn't go into dance, got pushed back he had more than a quarter of the book finished already and then he had well in those first couple of years when when the game when the show was taken off in seasons one two and three he had more than half he released a bunch of chapters i mean he had a lot of confidence sort of you know moving along and then at some point things he got he gets depressed like he's getting outpaced or whatever it was but he has i think has always had a solid half of this done. And it's really, mm -hmm. the uh, you know, Matt has mentioned this a lot. This book being the second to last book, maybe, uh, is is going to be, it's difficult to finish. So the ending of this book also would be very difficult to finish, right? This is where you kind of set everybody up for a last sort of jumping point. You know what I mean? So 
Uh, you know, I won't be surprised also if this series gets extended and there's even another book to come where he splits it into, you know, Winds of Winter, Volume 1, Volume 2. I wouldn't even care at this point. I would just say, okay, give me Volume 1. Let's go. Let's roll with this. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, he's talking towards the end. Uh, we, I think what was the other – just in recap, Matt, what were some of the other things? It, like, Cersei was something he was struggling with, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, it was like a month or over a month ago, probably six weeks ago, something like that. He yeah. had said that he had finished – and I'll try to pull it up here. He had finished a clutch, which he called it, right? Of Cersei yeah. chapters, which were giving him trouble. You know, a clutch could be, you know, everyone, he specifically used that word, right? Which caused everyone to go look. And I think it's as small as three, but I think maybe the average is like seven or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is where we were sort of thinking. And then he said, now I'm off with Jamie and Brienne. And if you look at the things he sort of said when he's been describing um, characters, Anytime he's ever said, oh, I'm off with this person because he said I'm off in Essos with Arya or I'm with Sam or I'm with whoever. Well, it seems to change, which would indicate, hey, I've I've done this. He's also said I finished a few chapters this week, but then he sometimes will say, well, but then there's rewrites and I go back and change it for sure. So the fact that he's saying right here is I'm hope to wrap up the storyline for one of the viewpoint characters of Winds of Winter this week, maybe even two. It's pretty big. I mean, that's significant because even if it's the only two characters that he's finished, yeah. right? It could be like Melisandre who may have two chapters. Mm -hmm. The fact yeah. that he's saying, hey, I'm finished, which again, remember for the past several years, it's been, woe is me. You know, mm -hmm. I said I was going to get it done and I didn't. Now it's now it feels like a freight train where he's just like, yep, did this. Yep, did this. It, yep, yes. Did this. Which is all we've we've wanted. Yeah, and he sure. even said, and I think this is the best way for him to display this information because he's because he has said, you know, if I say, hey, I finished an art, I'm done writing Aria. Well, then fans can kind of speculate on who that might be. So I'm totally fine with him not saying who it is that he has finished here. Yes. But yeah. if you go back and you look and you think, well, he last time he said he was with Jamie and Brienne and he finished a bunch of Cersei chapters. Well, then that could lead me to believe that he's finished Cersei and he's finished Jamie and Brienne. Yeah, for sure. And that this is so uh, Derry brings this up. This is an inter interesting point. Like if he's saying that he's going to be done with something by the end of this week, that sort of locks in a storyline. And so once you have something sort of locked in, it really helps you say, OK, everything else also is to kind of get to that. And so which which point of view do you lock in first and, and how does that affect the story? I mean, those are all it's a really complex, I, I can imagine, uh, process to go through and think, yeah, once this character's locked in and you got through those those clutch of Cersei chapters. Well, now I know where she's going, which affects everyone else. I mean, every other all these characters are interconnected in some way. So that's a that's a huge deal. And I feel like. Uh, it, it just feels so good to have that because from there, it's almost like this um, this pillar in Winds of Winter that he can say, this is done. And and then also, by the way, this is done. And then they start to stack very quickly. And someone said, this might have been in our group chat, which we always love to kind of bring up, Sir Matthew and those guys uh, and Sir Ryan and Sir Jimmy. Someone was just like, the confidence with which he is speaking, the the um, the way he's throwing around his words and and the frequency with, with which we're getting not a blog updates and referencing Winds of Winter tells you a whole lot about how he's feeling uh, leading into House of the Dragon. He I, it, I, he's close. He is very, very close. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like it because did you just look at the language that he's using where he's saying I mean, everything he's saying is relates around the end of wins. 
which for the past couple of years, you go back to say 2020 or even 2019 when he said, if you know, things like if you don't, if I don't finish, you can lock me in a room. Right. And yeah. then woe is me. And I feel bad. And I said, I was going to finish it. Well, now it's not only I'm making good progress, which if you go back to 2020, when he had, that was sort of when COVID hit and he said, I'm locked away, writing yeah. away. And he, that was sort of his first big post, which was like, here's, he kind of laid out a lot of the progress he has made and kind of where when the state of wins of winter. And every time since then, it's been, oh, I finished a chapter. I've done this. It's all been geared towards the, what feels like the end of the book, as opposed to, as opposed to, I've still got a long way to go. So regardless yeah. of whether he's actually, you know, and he also said, and to be careful, we did have a, a comment in the, in the chat here, which I just said, he said he hopes to finish. So these chapters aren't necessarily finished. Right. But, yeah. He right, hopes yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still not finished. <laughs> right. It could be. He's also <laughs> hoped to finish the whole book. Right. right but, yeah. Yeah. But it does. It certainly feels like he's way closer to finishing. Well, he's definitely way closer to finishing this thing yeah. than he was. And as we've said before, there was a span of time where I think it was on that Reddit post. We went there's like a Reddit post I have saved. I have to pull it up. I'll start searching for it here in a second where it breaks down like everything he's ever said about wins of winter. And it seems like there was a good period of time for maybe like at least two to three years where he didn't touch it. Well, okay. Let, let me, while you pull up whatever here, let me, let me talk for a second. Uh, I, I, like a couple things here, George, in terms of writing and just like what you want to do. Um, I mean, I'm not a writer, but when, like whatever it is, whatever your task is, you know, being a teacher, I was thinking about this going into the new school year. You want to develop good habits. He something happened to him and he, he, he hit a wall where he didn't have that. Ha his his writing process is interrupted by meetings. I mean, in every every not a blog post, he mentions project after project. He's he sought out for different things. George, can you do this? He's a giver. He wants to help. He wants to read your stuff. He wants to give you feedback and he wants to pr promote other projects. But his own project is suffering because he didn't have he wasn't able to get into a routine and have those habits. So daily he is now waking up every day. He actually said in that post. That this going to Comic Con was like the first or second time maybe that he had left his home since the pandemic. So when you, I mean, again, you're still getting floods of emails and stuff like that, but he wasn't really going out different places. And he every day you have that routine. You get up, you do a little bit, and inch by inch, right? Life's a cinch, mm -hmm. uh, but, but yard by yard, life's too hard, as Matt's dad will say. Uh, but it's just kind of funny, you know. He he got in that routine and that habit, and you can see it paying off big time now. So he's he's back. So I I have been. Um, Ever since I think it was the beginning of this year, even going back to last year a little bit, well, it was with the big Winds of Winter update, as Matt uh, like alluded to, where he gave you kind of a state of Winds of Winter. I thought, yeah, it's it's coming in the next couple of years because I I'd, 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 I'd always believed in George and, and I always said, give him time, let, let him finish, let him write his story. And as Derry said earlier, once you lock in that point of view and you're done with something, now we're we're good. He's, I mean. He, again, he always can change stuff as he's writing something else. He might go back to that plot line and say, okay, maybe I got to change stuff. But still, it feels so good that he's in this habit of every day waking up and writing Winds of Winter. So, yeah, real quick, just before I, I move off this uh, blog post to go pull up some of the other ones, just so we can compare and contrast. Yeah. Um, this I also found kind of interesting here. So he says, meanwhile, we're continuous on all of the other Game of Thrones successor shows we're developing for HBO and HBO Max animated and live action both development is a long and chancy process of course and there's no telling how many series will be greenlit in the end and i'm really excited about the way some of them are coming along though and then there's Roadmarks, which is another show he's helping hbo develop he says that's coming along well too and the only reason i bring this up is 
we had talked about if you for those of you we also have another podcast called matinez the matinez show where we yeah. talk mostly like marvel dc all the stuff that's going on but there was all this huge news uh about hbo right yeah. and hbo max because it seems like hbo max is about to be dead in like a year and they're going to merge it with discovery plus and then they canceled a handful of things like that batgirl movie and an animated scooby-doo movie which i think they'd spent like 40 million dollars on which also sounds crazy but i guess hey that's how much this stuff costs yeah. um because i was sort of speculating that uh if you look at the comments that you know david zaslov ceo of warner brothers uh has said in the, in this their shareholder meeting last week was that they were going to be scaling back dramatically on animation right. stuff and we know that george has said hey there's a handful of animated stuff that's in progress mm -hmm. and so i guess i'm just sort of i was in i was actually interested to see um george come out and say that the an animated and live action both are still being developed because i kind of feel like I yeah, kind of felt they, like that ice that ice dragon animated uh, project we just talked about. I kind of felt like that was going to be axed because I mean, if they they canceled, you know, they already well. To be fair, it's the way tax works. You can actually cancel something and then like mm -hmm. it doesn't hit you on the tax, which is why they did that Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. But they did specifically say, "Hey, we're going to scale back animation," and we know there's potentially some animated like a ET show or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. that they right. that they have planned. And George, at least here, who is an industry insider, uh, yes. to be to be fair, I mean, he works for HBO, has said it's still going along. Yeah. So for me, too, yeah, like you were talking and we did this in our Matinez uh, episode, Matt brought up the fact that, OK, if this is all changing and you're going to launch into something else, you're going to launch into a new type of platform or whatever, or whatever, the Warner Brothers plus. I don't know what they would what they're going to call the right. thing. But you would say, OK, what's our strongest thing? What's some of our strongest stuff that we have to bring people to a new thing? It's what we said in that episode Mandalorian did for. Uh, Disney Plus. Okay, you have to watch this on Disney Plus. And if you're a Star Wars fan, everyone was going to lock it in. And it was game changing. So same thing, whether it's the snow show or season two of House of the Dragon or any of this animated stuff, you got to go somewhere particular, which is going to lead and direct everyone. So George is George and his material in his world, the world that he literally created is right. is everything for HBO and HBO Max right now. That is huge. So right. I kind of feel like he's got a lot of confidence right now. He's walking around just with a new swagger i mean it's sort of like yeah let's go so yeah i i would say so too and i would say the if because you, you're just looking at looking at everything that's going on like with warner brothers right now it seems like um just from i listen to a lot of like because i like i the stock is where you know i look and i love to see all the insider news about it and everything mostly for more so dc because that's like the bigger thing they're working on but hbo is a huge pillar of it but they yeah. extended uh Casey Bloss is his name, I think, um, his contract. And they said, we're going to be spending a lot more money on on HBO in the upcoming right. years. So it seems like that side of the company, they're like, you guys can do whatever you want, yeah. which is great. Smart. For, uh, yeah. Which is right. great oh, for, for, like, yeah. for Westeros, I think, which is what they're, I seems like that's what they're beginning to call it, is like just Westeros is the yeah. mm -hmm. like um, content or Game of Thrones. Right. Because it seems like they have free reign to do whatever they want. And they've said, we're going to be spending a lot more money on HBO. Now, that's not just Game of Thrones. That's everything HBO does, like Euphoria and Succession and sure. Westworld and all these other all these other things. But it seems like of all of the parts, they've got free reign to do whatever they want. So if George is saying that stuff is moving along, I would say, just looking at the business side of what the news we've been seeing 
and what George is seeing, there actually probably is a lot of Westeros oh. content in development. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look at like, uh, for example, for some just to keep people on the app or, or the service or keep using it, you know, if you're dropping more animated stuff that doesn't take as long to produce or whatever, and it's it's filler stuff, it's not doesn't have the same level. But look at what st like Star Wars does. I'll give them some some credit here. They're they don't just do animated stuff that doesn't matter. Like they actually very much make sure that it kind of matters and people then tune in. Even adults are sort of like, okay, that kind of matters. Like that's a, that's a cool character that you're going to bring into. Cause it used to be a joke. I mean, at some point people are sort of like, they're never going to bring that animated character onto live action or whatever. And that's not what they're doing anymore. They found that people really enjoy all this interconnected content and they want the lore. They want, to, that's what the, the fantasy is all about all the side quest and all knowing everything that happens and the and the mysteries and the and just how the how it all works so yeah it's huge to keep people on the app it's a it's one of your most like awarded shows it's 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 it has big name um there's just no reason not not to push forward with a big westeros verse or something right and one of the other things they said that's going to be happening is they actually have a three tillered or three pillared uh, yeah. pillar strategy for this whatever this new app is going to be i hope they just call it like warner brothers plus or something yeah. because i their ultimate one of the reasons is that they they want to say change hbo um and actually we have two people in the chat right here um uh daryl uh daryl Darius. oh oh it's just the way it looks on my thing it's dairy yeah. yeah. um uh and jordan yeah who are both live outside of the united states and outside of the u.s i have it's it, it like hbo max they don't they don't get like hbo max yeah it's, it's like a, it's for, it's whatever and so that was one of the advantages of, of with discovery discoveries, discoveries yeah. as everywhere um however they said that and they said it's launching next summer which also leads me to believe that we might be getting some game of thrones thing coming out next summer for i would sure. not be i would not be surprised i don't it's not going to be house of the dragon season two i know that, that right. that's for sure because they haven't even started filming or any of that stuff yeah yeah so they said that they're going to be a three pillar thing and it's going to be the first version. So you have like your, your high end one, which is going to be some version of what we have with HBO Max merged with discovery plus. Sure. And that's going to be your premium, no ads. It's probably gonna be like 20 bucks a month, which seems like a lot, but I guess you are getting a lot of content. Then there's like a middle one, which is kind of like what Disney's doing where it's like, there'll be ads, you know, like commercials or whatever. And then there's going to be a free version with ads. Now, if you make it free to where you can like watch, but you have to watch it with commercials, Game of Thrones, oh. and then, the show, then the show has the opportunity to be that much bigger because that many more people will now have access to it. 100%. I mean, literally, there so many people will go because they've heard about it. You can go watch it for free and, and they're going to tune in and, and watch that. Then they get to watch House. And also, it's, it's, it's good for the company. They're getting that ad revenue and they're getting a mm -hmm. huge watch base. And so it's kind of smart. Didn't Disney Plus just come out and say they were going to do something like that, too? Yep. Yeah, they're launching and they're launching a new. Yeah, and their uh, price, and, prices are going and, up or something. But and if, well, Disney will always raise prices. Yeah, yeah, I, saw yeah. a, I saw a statistic. There's like a graph that shows that uh, nothing has increased like percentage-wise yeah. more than Disney like world slash land prices in the last like 50 years. Not so even like crazy. milk, gasoline, hey. nothing. Hey, it's you want that magical experience, buddy. 
Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, before we move on, though, I wanted to say, I, were you what show was it you, you were super excited that was coming, maybe merging? Was it 90 Day Fiance? Is that a part of? The... Oh, dude. And it, hold on. First <laughs> of all, give it give it the credit that it's due. OK, oh, okay. It's, not, it's the 90 Day Fiance universe okay oh, okay okay <laughs> okay it has its own multiverse i, might have, that big, I might i think that big big ed guy you know was like yeah, the thanos yeah. of the, all of the of, of the of, universe of, there right my god yeah so matt's excited for that so am i um and, just kidding but yeah it's cool it's cool to see I, uh, yeah, what i really think there is going to be i don't know what show it would be whether it's an animated show you think they'd go with a, a heavy hitting live action show to bring that new app um you know, so some some viewers and move people over. Right. John, I mean, I would say Jon Snow, but I, who knows? We don't have that. We just found out about Jon Snow a couple months well, ago. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things when they announced HBO Max in the first place was House of the Dragon. They were kind of like it, even though it was even though right. it wasn't coming out um, at that point in time, there was also, say, like the movies like, hey, you could watch a movie same day. Oh, yeah. The yeah. entire industry is shifting off of that. Yes, they are shift, shifting off of that because, yeah. well, you just look at Top Gun Maverick and it's still making yeah. so much money that there's no reason for you to right. do something. However, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that we know of that's filming right now, but there's no DC stuff. They actually can't touch Harry Potter. They can't even do a Harry Potter live action show until the deal is they have a deal with Universal where Universal, like Universal oh. NBC has the rights to like television to stream it which is like 2023, 2024. So the likelihood of, of us actually getting a Harry Potter live action show is like probably never, it's probably not happening for a couple of years. Like 2025 okay. would be like the first time yeah. we'd see something like that. I mean, of course they can make a deal and you know, sure. Um, yeah. how, uh, but so, I mean, yeah, you could have, you have like the next season of succession or Westworld. I don't follow those enough to know like what the, what the deal is, yeah. but I mean, right now it's like the whole reason to get HBO Max is House of the Dragon. I mean, they, I mean, they are hammering ads like that for like nobody's business, and the and they said that Kit Harrington's going to be at that at the big Game of Thrones convention that's happening at the end of, at the end of this year. Does he what? show off like a? Does he announce something? Does he show a off a title? teaser or something for this snow show? I mean, uh, it's they haven't said like it's greenlit or anything. Oh. But what's to say? But what's to say? You know, summer is, you know, technically till what September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, it could be. I mean, if what if that's your next? What if that's your next August show? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I totally think we again have no idea how far along it is or whatever. But it was so kept under wraps, and yeah, I think like you said, even if it's just a little tiny like here's here's uh some some font with the with the show title and then that's coming coming whenever you could say 2023 2024 whatever and then people know okay that's something that is like happening and if you get the news out there that it's greenlit or well, who knows whatever that just takes people like you said to the new app you don't even have to really give us something right before or or as soon as it comes out i mean that would be ideal that would be great uh and you don't want to move forward with you know in haste just to sort of do that you want a really good show which i'm sure uh, George is talking about again with season eight, like there's a lot of uh, stigma sort of around that. So we want to make sure that the sequel show is great, but I'm telling you right now, everyone's going to be locked in for a sequel and doing, you know, prequels, sequels, additional stuff, ancient lore, all that stuff is going to bring people onto whatever their platform is. And people will even wait. Like you said, if they, uh, if they um, launch it with something smaller and they need to wait a little bit for snow, but snow is coming, they can wait a few months for people to really, you know, shift over and it'll, oh, actually, they'll move, they'll, they're going to move everything over there. That's already great. Look at House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, all that stuff. So 
Um, but yeah, that would be really freaking cool if he showed up and did just just anything, just just a clip of him wearing, you, you know, like like a like his costume and back out there day one on a set or something. Just you know, who knows? Uh, I'd lose my mind, lose my freaking mind. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting. So okay. okay. So I was trying to pull. I was trying to find the last time George did a wins update. Uh, just the last the last thing. So here we go. This is this was the one where he's like his winter garden where he basically just said everything's changing. And this was the update where he said that, um, oh, you know, the different. ending of yeah. ending of the show will be different than the end of the books. So the last person he specifically said, this is who I'm writing. Because remember, he said Cersei. Then he said, I'm working on Jamie and Brienne. Then he said he was said. Then he said, I need to Tyrion is waiting for me. Yes. I mean, if if yes. Tyrion is one of these two things then the book's got to be close to being close done. dude this is this is Tyrion's like because Tyrion's just like i mean he's like one of the three i guess if you sort of view it in that you know he said he said really i think it's like there's five main characters like the yeah. main yeah. main main characters which is like Tyrion, are uh you know aria uh john right. snow right. daenerys and oh yeah and i guess i guess you could really argue cersei is like the other sure. big main or bran i guess it's yeah. kind of like how he's sort of people have sort of viewed it in the past but yeah his pillars yeah it's sort of yeah these are like the pillars of the story and things revolve sort of so, around that but if Tyrion, if he's done with Tyrion, it's even if, even if it's even if yeah i mean then he's then he's got it then he's he's got to be close it's i really feel fun. like i feel like i feel like maybe what his goal is is at this big convention to be able to come out in december at this massive game of thrones convention and say yeah. hey it's done it's done it is done. Yeah, I, I 100%. You you go through this this hype. He's still staying home. He's got the uh, the, the good habits. He's writing. He's finishing stuff. And if like you said, if Tyrion is done by the end of this week, won't surprise me if like going into House of the Dragon, like episode one, season one, let a couple weeks of hype go by. Mid season, he says this thing's done, and he just keeps dropping. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I well, I see. Um, we've talked about this before. I don't think that he would announce it's done until oh no. after House. Yeah. Well, one after House of the Dragon, and then two. I, I, even if he's finished, like, even if th that is his last thing, he, I don't think he would announce if it's finished today. I don't think he would even announce it until, say, December, because yeah. you also have the World of Ice and Fire, like they're redoing the House of the uh, the um, Fire and Blood book to right. give it that to make it like a the World of Ice and Fire book with like a nice cover and it's a big like tabletop with all the really nice art. So I think you would you wouldn't want to say, "Hey, wins is done," which would then overshadow that book release. So yeah. I I don't even think he would ever. I don't even think he would announce it until say December, which now there happens to be like a Game of Thrones convention. Right, right, exactly. So no, that's that's it. Yeah, because he said too in that post, didn't he? That like the uh, Fire and Blood book sales were going through the roof and yep. stuff. So yeah. uh, which which is great for for him. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a good time to announce it, and then it correlates well because you know you you. Everything else is going on behind the scenes. The announcement doesn't have to be, you know, you can, right. it could be done in October. And he's like, really, really, this would be, this would be the perfect thing because he's also said, he said from the moment it's say finished and like it has to hit the editor to like, you know, look over everything, make sure it right. works. And then you have to start like getting retail ready, you know, shelf space, get it go. It has to actually be printed and put together and everything. He said, he said it would, it would be at least six months. Mm -hmm. you know if not yeah. longer he said really from the he's like when i finish it for the moment i finish it you're really looking at about nine months yeah so the stars could super align here 
<sighs> if he's got it finished, yeah. you know, here in the next, say, few months, yeah, he could tidy it all up, get it all ready to go. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you would get through House of the Dragon because I still don't think you would want to. You wouldn't want to announce it to one overshadow that other book that's coming out. No, because you want to build up hype for it, right? Because it's like late October, so that book needs to have its sort of yeah, time. it's run. And yeah. if you announce Winds of Winter is done, I I don't think it. I think it actually hurts that book because then people are like, well, I just wait for Winds of Winter. You I'm could be, buy yeah. this up, right? Yeah. So he could say, hey, it's um it's he could say it's done in december at this thing at this like game of thrones convention right where you also have kit harrington saying hey snow show's coming and then you could have the snow show potentially ready to go and winds of winter ready to go which are much more you know they much more go together than oh yeah house of the house of the dragon and winds of winter because they're on two opposite spectrums of the story but if you have Winds of Winter ready to go, by the time the snow show comes out, which could launch and be the key pillar mega, mega show for the new Warner Brothers Discovery Plus combined mega service. Yes, sir. Yep. Everything could hit like next September. And then it would just be like huge. Doors are open. Huge. They got the mer- everything's happening right now. We're almost seeing this, this like pre storm and like. George knows, as you said, as an insider, knows what they're working on, knows what's happening, is, is rubbing his little hands together, thinking, all right, here we go. I'm on fire. He knows he's on fire. He's been on fire since the pandemic started, and he's been like mm-hmm. really just, just there churning out stuff. So this is highly, highly exciting, and I think you, you're 100% uh, right, Matt. Like, Find a time where fans are like super pumped, excited. It's at convention, snow, all of it sort of – it just – when it's just one thing, it's like, yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's really cool, but like hearing about – snow and then hearing and then knowing knowing that house of the dragon is coming out we're super hyped and then you're telling me then george is also leaking these these updates so it comes out that like like we know we have seasons of house of the dragon to go we know john snow's in development and winds of winter is coming out that's overload that's 100 bring everybody back into westeros and let's go like it's just it's awesome so i think you're right i actually do i mean you could I mean, so every once in a while, like Matt and Ez go out on a limb here and we sort of like, hey, mark our words. But I would almost bet money on I, I, I said on Twitter the other day, I was like, it is coming out. I am now more just he has encouraged me to say winds of winter yeah. will be in our hand by the end of 2023. I Well, yeah. Now, if the show if the snow show definitely, you know, because that could be that could definitely be a good, you know, a good, a good, a good while away, even yeah. if the snow show doesn't come out until, say, you know, December or something. I do feel like we're getting it next year though. Uh, oh, oh yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I would, I would say we probably see that show just at the top of my head with, you know, especially looking, cause I try, I look at everything that's going on on like the Warner brothers business side of things. I would say, yeah, we're probably talking sometime, sometime next year. Cause they, they have said multiple times that they are doubling down on HBO. On okay. where on where on on the on the money that they're going to be spending on HBO, they have been saying over the because it's you know the whole company got sold and yeah. is getting yeah. is getting shifted around, but that's like the one thing where they're like, no, we are actually double, we are going to spend more money and then more money after that. So they've said like the budget is increasing. It's all the other parts of Warner Brothers that are like, all right, we got some cleaning up to do, right? I mean, they canceled like a ton of DC stuff and. Harry Potter is like a complete disaster right now. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but HBO, they're like, you guys can do whatever you want because you guys are crushing it. 
Yeah, because they're killing it. I mean, I, I think I'm excited to see next week sort of what the numbers will be like and what people, the reviews coming out, because I think the show is going to win. You know, again, once you get normally deeper into the seasons, you'll win some more, you know, season two, season three, whatever awards. But it looks fantastic. It looks stunning. Costuming is great. So it's there. It's on fire. Literally. Uh, fire and blood. It, it is it's right. 100% on fire. And so we have people. Is this right, Matt, that the you said the premiere is happening um, today in London? Is that right? Oh, the, well, I guess depending you know? on the time, but I think I think the London like, but it's not. Oh, okay. It's like, again, like a special a, kind of a special yeah. event, although I believe our friend Nikki, Nikki. Alisi, Yeah, is, is got to go because I, I thought I saw it on her TikTok that she she's getting to go to it. That's awesome. So should we bring her on up and be like, like hey, you know, yeah, what can you say? What can right, you say? Right. No, we don't want to. We don't want. I don't want to spoil. This is like, the, and a lot of times, like I look up spoilers for stuff. Yes, and leaks do. and stuff. But yeah. I kind of know the story here, so there's nothing really that's going to like. I mean, not saying there's not going to be surprises, especially like we've talked about the the potential. There's you know rumors that the egg that um, Viserys is going to say to you know Rhaenyra something about like the line egg on the conqueror knew about the threat of the white walkers. That's going to be the secret that gets passed down, which makes you like the real heir. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, so there's, I'm there's definitely going to be surprises and stuff, but I'm just, just, I don't know. It's just like sometimes when something is so good, like with video games, I'm like this a lot where it's like the next game is coming out. It's like, I don't even need to watch the trailer. Like I know it's going to be good. I know I'm, you know, like I'm in. Oh yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I almost don't want to see anything else. Yeah, yeah, you're you're really just good, sort of in terms of um, like we. That's how I feel about Star Wars. A lot of times, I'm sort of like I, I'm just I'm gonna be happy with the, with the ride or whatever the experience. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this, and I don't have any desire to go look up leaks or hear other you know creators talk about some something that they're not supposed to be talking about, leaking some stuff or whatever. I don't want any of that. I, I feel like uh, you want you want to go in there and just enjoy this ride. So because at some point here we'll switch gears and talk about some of our predictions because. I think there there is a lot of room for them to do different stuff, and I think it's going to be an interesting ride, whether you've read Fire and Blood or not. Uh, they are building out their own show verse. So, like, what happens? By the way, by the way, uh, season eight, everything that happened, like all all that stuff, li like it or not, it is the show verse now. And just like right. we have the issue with the sequels, you know, like a little bit like you have to do stuff around it. And the you got Star Wars sequels, the Star Wars sequels. Excuse right, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. yeah. Uh, you, you, but you have to. OK, if you have a fumble, you've got to recover and you've got to still make canon material, stuff that fits, stuff that works or whatever. So people want to reference the books. And this is what George keeps saying on. It's not a blog. Hey, my books are going to be different, but I'm also actively working in with the shows and everything else, too. And for a man who's always wanted to be big in TV and was a writer for that, like Beauty and the Beast show or something back in the day, like he did a few different things George did early on in his oh, career. Oh, he worked on the Twilight Zone. Like yeah, he, I think yeah. He, like, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he loves this. And I feel like he's cool with making them totally separate and saying, let's bring creatives on and let's let's uh, work out a show versus some backstory, some lore and stuff, as long as we kind of hide some of those spoilers that might be in the histories that might, you know, land for his final book. Uh, which he now has plenty of time to write because they're, again, going backwards and saying we're going to do prequel shows and stuff like that. So there's just plenty here, I guess, to... Because as I was looking at predictions and, and people are kind of talking about what we might see that changes A Song of Ice and Fire or whatever. And he's just sort of flat out saying that is different. Like some of the changes that are going to be in this are good and they're good for TV and they're good for show and they're good for the show verse. So it's, it's just kind of... um. 
it's it's fun. I think it's fun. It's the same thing we do in Star Wars, which is you have Legends and you have the EU series, and you're like, okay, are they are they going to pull from that? You, you know, you, you want to pull some of those storylines because they're good, and it was you know uh, fans liked it, but they're going to do that over here in in Westeros. So, um, yeah, so it's it's great. Oh well, boy, it's we've got it's it's great. Yeah. Follow up Friday. Follow up Friday. Yeah, baby. Coming I, back. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yes. Right. It. Yeah. It, it. It definitely will be. Here's kind of the crazy thing: is like as and I's schedules are about to get like flipped all around. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I was actually hoping, right? Because when we were planning this originally, that House of the Dragon was going to be like in April, in May, because that's when like yeah. Game of Thrones released, right? um so what's going to be the so yeah so let's we can talk about that just for a little bit so like the answer is yes follow-up friday is coming back now i don't know what time it's going to be because yeah. right now i'm i'm i just i just started a new job as is going back to school and like my schedule is yeah. like kind of later unfortunately but you know and so then as and i do have this three-hour time difference right so that right, really right. kind of hampers things a lot sometimes so yeah. probably not like maybe next week we can maybe do that saturday or something sure uh and then the following week was well, is flying out that friday because i'm getting married right. all right yeah, i thought because yeah, yeah, yeah. i thought house of the dragons coming out in april right <laughs> i know i tried to schedule yeah. my wedding around around it, it. Right? Yeah. around it and then unfortunately i'm getting wet married so the third episode is on a sunday right right i think i'm sneaking out during the reception to oh, watch I'll it I'm bringing the hand recorder and everything just to kind of like, Matt, your thoughts. Here we go. You know, we're going to have Jimmy there. It's going to be that's going to be wild. It's gonna right. Be fun so that one might just be like a that one uh, might not be a full podcast until the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on. The, uh, yeah. Matt, you're going to put that on hold. Yeah. My wedding. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Do you take. Well, I, I, I'm I'm kind of busy right now. OK, I'm watching game. I'm watching Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, that's gonna be what time again? It's like what better. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. The right. That's okay. That's so okay. It starts. So our our party starts at like five. It comes on at six. So probably about the time we're like you know, <laughs> cutting cutting cake. That's okay. Hey, you know, I suddenly can... my stomach might get real sick or something. Oh yeah, Matt ate something <laughs> bad. He's got to go to the bathroom. I'll be we're, back, we're all, guys. I'll, we're all I'll in there huddled them. around the phone. You know. Right. Oh just my like... gosh, dude. That's going right. to be so much fun. That that reminds me, actually, when season eight came out, I was at a Star Wars uh, convention, episode one, and I was like in some back hallway. The janitor walks yeah. by and says, hey, you OK, bud? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like recording episode one of season eight. And like we got like eight hundred thousand. Like, it was crazy. Where so, were you for that? You were in Chicago. Chicago, Chicago Star Wars celebration, and the thing and about, the, you found like some tiny little room in this convention. It's like it's broke snuck. into some room. I, I did in, I broke, <laughs> into the into the convention center dude, in Chicago. It was where they had the the roster of you know how like they have a c celebrity guest who show up and they have them you know secluded in, in in this room. Here I am, thankful they weren't there. So, but like okay. once they all left for the night, all their stuff was still in there. So they had these roster sheets that showed you like like Mark Hamill's like schedule or whatever, right. where he was going to be throughout the day. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I took, I actually took the schedule. Uh, I don't know where I have it, but it's somewhere in my star Wars celebration box of, of like memorabilia. But yeah, I remember that night though, I stepped out in the hallway and like, I called you and I'm sitting there talking, uh, you know, season eight or whatever. So it's probably how it's going to be a little bit. Uh, we're going to do something. We'll for have episode, to figure out for, yeah. for, for, for episode, episode three. three. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, and Rings of Power is coming out. Right. Right. So there's just so there's and and uh, or we will, weeks after. And uh, yes, we will be covering Rings of Power, by mm -hmm. the way, 
Um, we will be, I think we're doing, we're doing something with Sir Jimmy. I think maybe episode one on his, on his show. Right. And then um, just kind of depends on what he wants to do. But as and I will be covering it over on our Heroes of the Horn, which is our Wheel of Time podcast yeah. Yeah. Um, over there. Yeah, which is going to be great. So that comes out. And I'm guessing, what do you think? I, I think it's going to come out because I'm also going to try to do something with my buddy Lane it for might, a little bit for, just on, thur on Thursday nights right. and then try to hit Matt up on like, you know, Saturday morning or something or Friday night and record our thoughts because, you know, you'll probably get home and watch it on Friday or something. You know, something and then we can we'll just talk, it out. you know, talking, you know, but yeah, so a lot of stuff. So if you're in, cause again, it's a really interesting time where rings of power is starting to look really good. House of dragon. We know is going to be good. And right. there's, there's, and there's, they're going up, they're bait. They're going up against each yeah. other. And I think it's so fun. I think it's fun. Right. So yeah. Cool so that's, so that's also going to be kind of a narrative around house of the dragon. Like is yeah. it, cause it's, it, you know, if it was just like, like say when wheel of time came out last year, there was wheel of time and then there was the witcher. So you have like two things that are very similar or whatever. Um, but they were like after, you know, it was like wheel of time finished, I think. And then the witcher came on. Um, but these are going like head to head. I mean, they, they release like one releases here. The other one releases like two days later. Right. Right. Yeah, I know exactly. And so it's so cool. So we have this week and then it's right before. So we actually have two episodes out, like you said, and then we're going to have that going into episode three will be that first episode for rings of power or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, which is going to be, it'd be fun to kind of cover it and see what right. people are thinking in the, in the fantasy genre. And actually what's different between, like it's that you're taking the best of Game of Thrones. You're still going to have a lot of the political stuff, a lot of this warfare, but there's a, a definitely an, an uptick in the high fantasy sort of genre a little bit. Like it's a little bit more not high right. fantasy, but it is it's, it's fantasy. It's up there. Um, whereas Game of Thrones is like, you know, it's it's just trickled in here and there. So that will be kind of cool because you have those those elements. I mean, yeah, there's more there's there's more dragons in. I mean, House of the Dragon than there are in like. Lord of the Rings, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just right. Lord yeah, of yeah, the yeah. dragons. Well, story, they're, you know? they're, they're both, they're both two of the biggest fantasy yeah. series. Yeah. And they're also, you know, to the mainstream viewer, they view them as like similar things for to, sure. They, to us who like overanalyze things. We're like, no, actually one is low fantasy. One is high fantasy. Right, different. Right. But to your yeah. just mainstream viewer, they're going to view them as like, fantasy. as very, yeah. as, if, as, as very, as very similar. Right. So, yeah, that, that'll be kind of uh, it'll just be cool to kind of compare the two. And then, you know, George came out. He was somewhere on a podcast and said he's looking forward to, to watching uh, Ring, Ring, Rings of Power. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, not, you know, I think he's so confident in his own and he should be in what they're doing at HBO that George is doing his own thing. It's it's cool to be inspired by something and, and, and really enjoy that art, that that author and everything. But he's he's gone out and made this award-winning like they like he's a part of this show he's a part of all of their um like like these awesome book series where we're still theorizing by the way about winds of winter and we still have those theories coming out and we're we're um talking about stuff back in the histories there's actually still theories you know th things mysteries that were unsolved during the time of um you know the the dance the the, the dance of dragons house of fire um so i feel like there's our uh, house of the dragons i feel like there's still a lot more to kind of explore and yeah. and uh, theorize on he's a part of all of them it's just cool to see them and both coming out at the same time and and uh, fans getting hyped. I mean, it's never been a better time to be like a nerd, a flat out, just like a fantasy nerd. Right now. So so here's a question. Here's a question for you, as. Yeah. So right now, there's nothing scheduled about House of the Dragon season two other than like we know it's happening, obviously. Yeah. But I would have to imagine we probably won't see that until 
un until 2024, probably the same time, which yeah. is fine because take your time, make it awesome and everything. Right. So what do we think is the next thing we will see? Do we think, do you think, think it's just going to be that? Or do you think we will see snow or perhaps some of these other things like, you know, they're working on a Corliss Valerian show. So is that going to be going on? I mean, at least you got that guy under contract and in cost, you know, costume, costume yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then, because I, I wonder with his the the Corliss stuff. I mean, you have to almost that's gonna be that's gonna be weird because it's it's is, is it prior to is it before the Dance with Dragons where he did all of his his voyages and venturing and stuff? That is gonna be kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the rumor for the Hodor reaction. Well, it's you out. know what? Let's pull that out. Can we? You can we? Not right this second, but I think we. Oh, I think I probably could. No, I think no, I think we should download it and then re-upload. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Or stick it on Patreon as free. There we go. Get you guys. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know what the the thing that's coming out next. I mean, is is cool to kind of speculate. I don't know. It just see the Jon Snow show is so new in our minds that it's hard for me to kind of say maybe that's the thing that's coming out but as matt said it's been in production or it's been in the works for as long as everything else since george has been saying successor shows uh he's been saying that for so long because well he knew right. for a for a fact that there was a sequel show in the works um and that's been going on for a long time we just happened to find out it just finally got leaked and i think he was shocked everyone was kind of shocked that it actually stayed under wraps as long as it did so uh, it's either that, you know, the, the, the Corliss, um, you know, Valerian stuff would be really cool. Any type of, you know, like you said, E.T. or Shai or something, something um, more ancient history, if you wanted to, for an animated thing would be kind of cool filler while you're getting people over there. And then you sort of bring the storm with a Jon Snow thing or Sea Snake thing or uh, House of the Dragon season two, you know, whatever that's going to be. But I, I you know, you got to get different teams working on these things and get people people moving the cool thing about the Jon Snow show is that they said uh, they hinted at that um Kit Harrington knew the I don't know if they mentioned the the, the showrunner or not but like right. he's he's obviously producing it and wanting to to kind of um work with George on it and everything but they I because George said he wasn't ready to reveal that information yet until like uh it, until HBO was was ready to go with that but they've clearly got right. people ready to coordinate the show and work on it. it's just cool so right okay because here's my thing about the snow show so i'm trying to look up like harrington's schedule because marvel announced all of their phase five stuff and i believe you know in the end of eternals uh you hear the voice of blade when it remember did you watch eternals uh i did i watched the first half of it i didn't watch the end isn't it that kind of it kind of sucks it kind of sucks yeah. anyway at the end of eternals Kit Harrington's character, he picks up this sword, and then right. you can hear this guy in the back. Now that's gonna be Blade. So the Blade movie, which it obviously seems like, even though he's not technically announced in it, I would have to imagine Kit Harrington's in it. Why would you cameo this person and then not have Kit Harrington's right. character in it? I think that's kind of like the whole thing. So that is 2023 now because Marvel announced their whole thing. Um, it's scheduled to release November 3rd, but it says filming is scheduled to begin October. 2022 which means obviously snow will not be filming at that right. time right so if snow say films film begins filming after that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so maybe january or something mm -hmm. so then it however long it takes to film um yeah it just depends on what they're doing and you know how what you what it's we have no idea 
we could maybe see that by the end of the year next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like a, like you said, uh, have have it announced in the summer or like late summer, fall, and then no, you've only got a few months to go until a snow show comes out. That would work still. Um, yeah, because right. I'm always impressed by the way how they they go in. They've got the scripts. They're on the third draft of a script. That's what George said that they were uh, on they what were on the snow show that they were. I think he said that there were several drafts in. Right. That I I, I don't remember I, that. Oh, you I I thought for sure that's what he said. Um, that there were there were what? multiple. Drafts. I just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're correct, you're correct. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so it's like that means that, because uh, like, that, that was one of our indicators that this has been in production lo longer than we realized, and so you're mm -hmm. getting close to once you get the script down, and, and and you're like good to go. I know, for example, Peter Jackson. There was this whole uh, rumor that came out that he was going to read the scripts for Rings of Power, and when you look at the timing of when they were going to get that out to him, the timing of like the script getting done and then people going into okay, once that's ironed out, you're you're moving directly into, um, you know, like 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 you're shooting and get building. You're, they're building their sets. I mean, because you sort of know um, what where you know where characters are going to be, uh, you know, talking to one another, etc. So I. It just feels like it's further along and it feels like it really could be. Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean so yeah. So here I got to pull it up. So you just, cause now, now I'm, now I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to piece it together. Cause you know, House of Dragon, obviously we know we're getting it. And I don't think we'll see even see season two. I, there's no way I think we would see it next year. Cause, but then after that, it might be maybe a yearly thing. Um, yeah. just because, you know, you look like Ga Game of Thrones come out every year. But it does feel like now we're in more of this phase where it, all the big shows seem to come out like every other year. Right. Yep. Right. I would, you know, like Stranger. I mean, look at Stranger Things, man. It's like, how long was it between season three and season four? It felt like three years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. One of those being COVID. But if you begin to look at some of the language he said, um, you know, he's talked about this is where he this is the on his not a blog where he was asked about several things. Um, you know, all four of these successor shows are still in the script stage. Outlines and treatments have been written and approved. Scripts have been written. Notes have been given. Second and third drafts have been written. You are correct. Yeah, that's that's where it was um, at. You know, so far, that's the way television works. Please note, nothing has been greenlit uh, yet. And there's nothing and there's no guarantee when or if it will be or any of these shows. Um, but, you know, if you go back here, sorry, uh, various rumors are floating around. I am involved, you know, with. The snow show, just as I was with all of these other ones. Kids mm -hmm. team visited me in here, here in Santa Fe and worked with me and my own team of brilliant, talented writers to hammer out the show. I th that that to me sounds like. Yes, it's yeah. probably it, it's probably done right, being written. They exactly like like the when you're on the third draft of that, I don't think, you know, he's not talking. I really do not think he's talking about the third draft of any of those other shows. I think he's like in the mindset of writing about giving you an update on the snow show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great comment from Jordan here. Disney has their Disney Plus Day. Uh, is there anything anything like that for HBO Warner Brothers? Yes, in their um, in their most recent earnings call, um, they said that they were going to have an investor day at the end of the year and showcase a lot of new stuff. I think that's when they're going to announce what the new streaming service will be that comes out next summer. Okay. Yeah. See. And so that I I don't know if there's a. I'll, let me look. I'll I'll look for a date on that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think they've they've announced uh, what day it would be, but it probably would go align with their next quarter earnings report. So okay. yeah. Uh, so your eight. So you're talking November. It would be yeah. sometime in no sometime in November. Okay. So, I mean, again, you know, we were talking about the convention and all these different things, and, you know, if they, they drop a few tidbits in there about some of the shows and then the big announcement comes at your, you know, 
your, your convention or your earnings report, whichever they're, they're kind of back to back months there. And you, you announce the, the snow show, you get it greenlit and you're, you're off and running. I feel like that's the, the very next thing that's going to create the most hype. It's where all the money's at. This is, uh, I mean, Kit Harrington literally took his own team, his own showrunners, went to Santa Fe and said, what do you think? George is like working in, I'm just going to go ahead and call it third script. And they're just doing the final revisions to that. And we're, here we go. We're real close. I mean, that he's talking in past tense, like like they've already done third like drafts of the script, so that he's just filling us in on stuff that happened prior to. So I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he announced all those successor shows during like the COVID year, and then mm-hmm. we yeah. have we did we did the math on one live stream where we're like, hold on, let's take a look at this because remember we said it was like, remember Kit Harrington checked oh. into like rehab, and then yeah, he yeah. wasn't in anything, and then. He, you know, it's like we did the math. It was like probably sometime in early 2020, like around the time COVID hit or whatever. Seems like maybe Kit Harrington went to George and presented him with this because then, because if the interesting thing was when George had said on his not a blog successor shows, which we just always assumed were prequels, right? Because yep. we got a got a great comment here. Um, is this is this is the John Snow show based on Book John or or GOT John? I think a little ways. Probably both, both. because, yeah. um, you know, obviously it's going to be mostly TV show, but mm-hmm. I, but the potential for some of the unused storylines, like most specifically, I think young grip is the easiest one to do because you could have this other guy coming over to claiming to be another Targaryen mm-hmm. and, you know, it'll definitely even be different than what it could say be in winds of winter. But I mean, I think, I think that that's one possible, oh. Thing if you want to say, hey, here's something that I wish would have been done, but they didn't go in that route, and you you could do that. But I would say like ninety percent, you know, show sure. yeah. John, and then probably potentially, you know. But I I do want to say that's a really really good comment because if you wanted to pull something that's from the book, a storyline, a plot line that's already there, mix it in with the show versus John, well. I mean, John essentially is told that he's the heir. Uh, Danny's trying to keep it all quiet. They're all, there's a struggle between those two. So he now is going beyond the wall, doing his own thing. And if Bran has trouble with a young Griff or someone coming over, again, that's totally different from the books or whatever. But again, it's a plot element from, from George's current stories, things that we already have, that he could weave in with a, a uh, Jon Snow character in, in the in the show verse like that's an interesting story a targaryen who claim who's going to again rally uh houses like house dairy and people who want to see a targaryen come back and sit the throne uh there'll be people mixed on this right you know danny was was a mad queen or whatever and she did who god knows what but you have this other pretender showing up they may call Jon snow back and say all right, now it's we need to, you know, like we need to, if it's going to be a tar- Targaryen situation here or this this war again with the target. John's irrelevant. He's now more relevant than ever if you bring in a young Griff who's claiming to be um, Rhaegar's son. So that's that's a big deal. Rhaegar's sons battling right. it out. So in theory, could be right. I asked mean, that's, that's that's sort of wild. I feel like that's where George is almost kind of going in the book, and. Um, that again is sort of a book. So it's a, it's a difficult, it's a good question, but it's difficult to kind of answer yeah. because did you, did you see the picture of um, George? I was, I don't know if he put it on his blog or if it was just on his Instagram or something where mm-hmm. he recently ran into uh, Gwendolyn Christie who plays. Oh you know, yes, I did see it. Yes. Brianna, Brianna of Tarth. And it's kind of like, Hey, look who I just ran into. And it's like, you just happened to run into somebody who has bull. said publicly, Oh, I would love to come back and reprise my role. Yeah. Bull and crap. is somebody who would be alive during the Jon Snow show. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. There's I mean, you, you just, can't make I'm this stuff saying. up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. Right, right. I mean, if it had been um, um, what's her name, um, the play Cersei, Lyanna Hetty, Lyanna Hetty, like we'd be like, okay, cool, she died, like whatever. It's just an it's just a run in, but no, it's it's Gwendolyn Christie, uh, and and yeah, openly said she wants to be in the show. It, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, they're moving forward with the Jon Snow show. There it is. Great. Yes, he's got his right. hat on. August, right. August 10th. I guess she must be in the Sandman show, which is, you know, he's. Okay. The, uh, okay. Because um, I, 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 haven't, I haven't watched it yet. But. Yeah. I'm just saying. A little oh. coincidence. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, yeah. No. No. It, it, the, the sequel show is so cool because all of those individuals, they not all. There just hasn't been a whole. I haven't seen them in a lot of stuff. I, I haven't seen them all going out and doing different things. So you've got like all of the Stark si um, siblings and you've got different people in the small council down at King's Landing. I know that this, the, the, well, we, we did a big talk about the Jon Snow show and it's probably going to, again, be Tormund and whoever beyond the wall s situation. But I feel like they're going to reference whether it's season two or three, somewhere along the line, those characters come back in and it starts to feel like the old Game of Thrones show is a continuing. I'm actually kind of surprised that a lot of these people haven't been in more. I mean, they've been okay. We get Grendel and Christie. I mean, she she's in Star Wars. So I mean, yeah, you know, she's, she right. Yeah, she did. Right. Yep. And she's I think she's actually said she would like to come back uh, as that because again, you're just wearing a she's wearing like full suit. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, you could definitely have her show up and stuff. And actually, just total little Star Wars plug here: the Phasma book, which is like her. Yeah. sort of prequel book was infinitely better than i thought it was going to be like and i was oh, like yeah. this actually could be kind of interesting i really um yeah. so you could totally she could she could totally go um do that but really you look at a lot of the other people a lot of the i kind of figured a lot of these other people after post game of thrones were going to be like huge 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 megastars and it hasn't happened as much as i thought it would no, I like looking. I was just looking up Sophie Turner, for example, and she's again. Um, well, she's she's like starting and, a family and stuff, yeah. Right, but again, she's she's in a few things, like you know, at uh, the staircase. Like she's in a yeah, she's been in X Men and stuff. Yeah. But, she, but and she could show up. She could show up in the MCU. Yeah, if they want yeah. some more oh, multiverse. Right. Well, right. then, yeah. Well, Kate Harrington's in it, so yeah, that'd be huge. So, but yeah, since since X Men Dark Phoenix, I mean, it's really just been a couple TV shows, a couple smaller things, and again, I think that's she wants to start a family, so she's or is starting right. a family. So, yeah, cool. Uh, and then and then, um, oh gosh, uh, Maisie Williams, right? I mean, I, I'll look her up here, but I don't I don't know that she's done other than just some TV stuff. So I'm just saying, all these people I think would be down and be willing to sort of come back and would be excited about this, and you get the right people. Uh, in Gwendolyn Christie and, and, and the guy who plays Tormund and you get that whole kind of crew together. I mean, I know people said we talked about it already, but Amelia Clark's like, yeah, no, nothing's happened. Lie to me until until I until I see it on screen. I mean, absolutely lie to my face. Tell me you're not going to be in it. That's fine. I don't care. And then and then she shows up on screen. Totally fine. Liam Neeson flat flat out came out and lied about being in in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's uh, amazing. I'm so he's like, I don't really do TV flat out. Just lied about it. So it's perfect. We, we don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, Macy Williams did just uh, come back in and do voice work for Arya Stark. Oh in, yeah, um, in the in the in, in the game and the in the game multiverses, which is like mm -hmm. it's like Warner Brothers Super Smash Brothers, which by the way uh, is a lot of fun. Also, yeah. the dialogue between characters, especially like her, is freaking hilarious. Um, like especially like what I play because you play on like teams of two. Uh, I play as like Batman and Arya, and they're hilarious together. 
Right. It's just right. like, it's just, it's just so funny. Cause they all have like little things they say to each other or whatever. So like when she's teaming with Batman, uh, he's asking her about like, you know, this water dancing is like, you know, pretty impressive, you know? It's like, oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> to hear like, but it's like her, it's her voicing the character and everything. Right. Right. That's awesome. And uh, it does seem like there will be more game of Thrones characters um, added uh, to that. I think the hound and, um, Daenerys are two of the the leaked the leaked characters for that, but I would not be surprised if we don't start getting some House of the Dragon characters added to it. Yeah, which would be really cool. That would be, I mean, they're building this is they're saying, like you said, with their brand, saying these are characters who are a part of our brand, and we're we're building out this you know um, this group. So that's that's great. So you know how we we sometimes we'll do our live stream and we're going to clip out some stuff or whatever for for various you know mm -hmm. stuff. I just want to, if I can, for a second, stir the pot. If, if, if that's yeah, let's okay. go. Is that okay? <laughs> All right, so D and D did John and Danny dirty in season eight. You know, I just, uh, I just love, I love these topics, and I love to just, yeah, they did everybody dirty. Uh, I never really thought that Danny was out of character at all. Uh oh, look out now, look out. So I just wanted to bring this up, and we can maybe one of those things that we uh, kind of companion video as we go into all of our House of the Dragon stuff. Matt, is it? I mean, did they do her dirty? Did 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 they? Did they dirty? I I uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I would. I like yes it. yes yes and no. I would say a lot of people feel like Daenerys going mad was out of her character. I don't. I see. I actually don't think that. I I don't think her going mad is out of character for her. I mean, there's a lot of buildup to show that that something like that could happen. Was it what I wanted to happen? <laughs> no, not at all. Right. No, no, no. no. Yeah, 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 no, I, I didn't, I did not like Danny going mad, but it was there say justification for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like Tyrion saying to her, you know, like when, she, Hey, please do not burn, you know, the Tarleys, right. When she, mm -hmm. when she, when she, when she does, um, you know, she lost another dragon. She's being even more upset by the fact that everyone's loving John as opposed to her. Uh, he specific, she specifically asked John not to tell everyone that he's a Targaryen and he does. I mean, you know, and then she also killed Cersei kills Sandy. I mean, there was, a, there was definitely a lot of reason for her yeah. to go mad. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree that it's, I disagree that it is in saying out of character for, I, I think there's a ton of justification for it. It's not what I wanted whatsoever, but I definitely, yeah. I definitely don't think that they, that there is, I mean, there's reasonings to do it. I don't think they were, they should have gone that route, but yeah. I've always, yeah. I've always just thought people saying that there's like, there's no, there's no foreshadowing for it. There's a ton of foreshadowing for it. Not what I wanted. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's what George does. That's, that's the unfortunate bit is that like, I, I think, uh, you know, and our friend Sir Jimmy says this all the time, which is the execution. It's it's not necessarily like what happened. I think it's the way that it was executed and right. the, the amount of time that you have to kind of build to these points. So what George is going to do is going to build. There will be crap like, if that if this goes the same way or whatever, which he said, by the way, he's changing the story. It's growing. It's evolving certain. I mean, there are pillars that won't change, but. You know, maybe, maybe who knows how big of the changes are going to be. Uh, I, I just love the fact that you can press this this button here and the fandom just sort of like erupts with like Danny defenders and people saying yes and no. It's just so much fun. Sorry, I, I don't want anybody to get like super, you know, anxious about it. We're just having fun. We're stirring this pot right before we get into House of the Dragon. Right. Uh, well, right. Yeah. No, it, we'll comment right here. But if you really yeah. want to get into the meat of it, Mad Danny doesn't work for the fact that the White Walker is being built up as the main. Absolutely. 
It totally yeah. does. That. Which is, which is, and yeah. He, I mean, that's the thing is that the White Walker should have been the final. Exactly. They, they, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it doesn't, it, it does feel weird in the show because it, for starters, the whole, all of season eight happens so fast that you're like, like, I've, I've still said, I think one through three is fine. But the minute you get to episode four, it's like they literally just have a, ha, they literally just like burn all the corpses. And then we're like totally moving on. It was like that show season eight needed minimally one more episode in between like yeah. the fallout of the, the fallout of the battle North to the, to the battle going South. It was just, it was way too much at once. Yeah, for sure. And here's a good, um, uh, yeah, this is a good comment about a young Griff and, and, and shifting the story. Like when, when you pull different elements and you have to give different storylines to different people, you, you can't, whatever device that, uh, he's working for with Danny is centered around. Like there is definitely something between, uh, Barris, um, Illyrio and young Griff, right. a whole thing happening that, that Danny is going to interact with and that's all gone. So it's very hard to kind of uh show that i mean you can't you can't see that in the show so whatever might be happening the diciness between the two characters or maybe the crack or whatever i mean just her you know taking on true dragon form you, you can't see it in the show and so that right. unfortunately the whole big thing is that they just did not expand the show to 10 seasons and do and do the whole what the story that is there justice right. if, if you will but it's it's a yeah, tough call i just i i you know i know right. people are what what should have happened was yeah. The the whole battle of the north, the whole what should have happened was Cersei like saying, like, I don't care what's gonna happen up north. And then Winterfell should have just been like taken over. Like yeah. Winterfell should have, and they should have marched all the way south. And then you could have had Cersei being crazy and you have to like deal with her while you're dealing with the White Walkers. And Danny should have actually sacrificed herself. Cause that would have been way more poetic. Is she spends her entire life trying to get to Westeros to be to take what's hers. And right. she actually ends up like say she she basically has to like, you know, in some way she ends up sacrificing herself and her dragons to take out the the White Walker. And yeah. so she never actually gets to sit on the throne. Yeah. Which they kind of did a little bit where she like she doesn't never actually sits on it. She gets over there and she conquers and then John kills her. But it should have been her dying, saving everyone. And then it's like her whole life story is like, well, she wasn't the you know she never actually became queen right she was right. the queen that saved everyone which sort of then flips like her dad the mad king who's like a total you know yeah well cra I mean, crazy dude that would have been that's what they should it would have been way easier to just do that yeah i mean like again <laughs> yeah, there's so many good comments in here by the way it's Disheart disheartening that it takes matt 30 seconds to fix the story <laughs> yeah it's 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 wild i mean like like you said when you think of a song of ice and fire it's sort of like we didn't see that um that flipperuski happening in season eight we're sort of like we're thinking a song of ice and fire i know the show is called game of thrones but it's like we were thinking the battle was going to be at the end and how does that change sort of the dynamics of like heroes of the realm sort of uh it it just it's it's tough so I th actually right. saw Aiden had a good comment too, just about like, here we go. Sort of like um, the idea would be to give a, a six part series finale of the long night and then given um, season seven, 10 episodes ending with the battle for the iron throne uh, sort of boom done. And we're even saying too, but maybe expanding in terms of seasons, like going, going beyond right. uh, doing it the way they did, you know, did it up to season yeah, seven. Season, and so pushing yeah, some season stuff out. seven was seven was the real problem because then it left us in a bad spot in episode in in season and they should have just killed off more people in the long night episode because we were thinking like everyone's going to die. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. because we said like there's just too, there's too many characters left, which is kind of where George is in the books, which right. is like we need to start killing off some of these characters. We have a plan with them because like I just I don't know. I think you could you could still even have Danny die and have Bran end up king where they all just have a council at the end and they all just decide Bran is the one who should be. You know who 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 should who should who should be king and and Sansa's sure. like well I want I want the North for herself and they say okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah but they, it's yeah. just and then John could still just go north he could because they could say hey we want you to be king because you're the you're the Targaryen he's like I don't want it right and there so, is yeah there's still a way to do that bittersweet ending but not like totally just tank Danny's character into this weird right you know I mean she just doesn't seem like the, I, I'll give you this. Although she could be going mad or she there's crack, the bells are ringing and all the different stuff. There is no time for it. And then to destroy like innocent people. She's very much against that. I don't I don't I don't I like also a lot of her beef and what was happening in season eight with with people not accepting her or her being a foreigner and stuff is all happening in the north. So right. it's not until she doesn't even interact with the people in King's Landing. So it's all like right. these northerners and then. So it's just yeah, weird. you know, can I say this real quick? Because I'm just thinking about it while we're doing it. It's yeah. kind of interesting because S and I run, you know, we run a Star Wars podcast where I feel like we spend all the time talking about how much we hate the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. Um, because I've seen I definitely see people say like this is worse than the Star Wars sequels, but see, I don't agree. No, because we almost spent we all, you and I almost spend no time ever talking. We you I don't think you and I have really ever done an episode where we like just go on like what was wrong with season eight. I don't think we've ever done one. I don't think we have but either. We, yeah, yeah. But we have hundreds of episodes where we talk about how much we hate the Star Wars sequels. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 not as they're not because as bad. It's they're it's not. I don't I definitely don't think the ending of I definitely don't think the ending of Game of Thrones is as bad as the Star Wars sequels. Like not so, even, just because like I genuinely like with makes... the Star Wars with the Star Wars sequels, like I okay, like the first part of the story, seven was kind of okay. Sure, sure. And then yeah. it just goes so off the rails. Yeah. That I'm like uh like where does right. it go whereas with this i'm like i genuinely loved one through three i thought it was great but then four yeah. through six like four is like the worst episode of game of thrones period it's so bad like yeah. it the context it doesn't make sense and it literally just screws like everything and it right and it screws everything up the, the main reason we when you compare those two things and jj abrams came out in an article and talked about yeah. this is well that, they like, came out at the same time too Exactly. Yeah. And also, too, you weren't with like the Star Wars sequels. You were not writing. I don't care what anybody says. They were not writing with an end, like a lot of endpoints, maybe one Kylo Ren turning. And I'm not even so sure about that because they killed Snoke in the second movie. So I, yeah. he made him the bad guy. So I have no idea. They weren't writing with a with an end in mind. And JJ came out and said that planning is essential and you have to write with the end in mind. You have to leave those breadcrumbs and say, where are we going to go? At least with this, they did have some sort of pillars. Now, the big problem, the big problem, I, I think, with, with Game of Thrones is that how in the world could you write all of this with the end in mind when the story's not done? I mean, like, right. George does then give you the pillars and kind of say, well, here's what I've got planned. And he doesn't give you all of that until you pass him by. So at somewhere mid-series, he says to Dan and Dave, all right, now you guys need to know the end, and I'm going to tell you what I know. And other right. than that, that's all I got. I mean, that's that's also a little bit of the problem. But at least they had they were writing right. the last couple of seasons with an end point because they went to Santa Fe right. just like Kit Harrington, and right. he sat down and showed them what what the end was. So right, you know, yeah, I know it's 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 just a, it's such anytime you're doing an adaptation, I guess that's maybe that's the difference is like 
does this get a pass? Do, do I do I give Game of Thrones a pass because I genuinely thought at least half of it was really good? The first, I thought the first three episodes, like there's a lot of really cool stuff in the first three episodes of yes, of, is, yeah. of season eight. Like episode one is just sort of like it's okay, right? We get mm-hmm. to see we get to see like John Danny flying on dragon. Episodes two and three are freaking sick. I, like I'm, they're like, good. It's some of the, I'm, it's some of the best stuff in all of Game of Thrones. Like I, get, I mean, I get I mean, chills thinking about Melisandre. Like, like right. <laughs> I mean, should it have been John instead of Arya? Maybe, but yeah, yeah. The, the episode two of of season eight. In all honesty, I when we were going out of there, we we're like, it, it's about to go down. Yes, sir. And then like the singing Jenny of Oldstone song, and like the scene where they're all sitting around and Jamie knights Brienne and everything. Oh, like, like the tension was so like. Especially you go back to you were there, right? And everyone's like, we've been waiting for this moment. Like the tension going into it, we were all like, oh my god, man! Like this is gonna yeah. be like yeah. nuts. And then you get to, then you get to then you get to the to, I mean, so much of that episode is, I mean, that's like a movie level like experience. Was it? I guess they've also um, they've just released uh, like you can watch it in 4K on HBO Max Ooh. now, and they increase the brightness a little bit on the oh, uh, yeah. on the okay. on the on the episode. Um, but I have watched it kind of both ways. One with like the brightness turned up a little bit and, uh, just like regular. And it's just, it's just kind of an interesting way to, um, to view it both, both ways. But I mean, like the music in that, like the night King song and everything and the tension. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's definitely still a few moments that are like kind of weird. Like, okay, hold on the night King, like breaking a spear in half and then shoving like this wood through like Theon's plate metal. That Uh, doesn't make sense. Like whatever. Okay. Like, like, okay. Like, Right, I get it, but he's still also like a monster, so maybe he's just so freaking strong. I mean, I the get, Theon moment though is also. Is so sick. So <laughs> I mean, like, right. The only thing that the only thing I really, if I my really only one criticism of that episode, like I'm still fine with Arya being the one to to take out the Night King. Um, yeah, the biggest problem with this is this should have been like the end of the whole thing. Like that's the the oh, biggest hey. problem with the with the yeah. whole with the whole episode for sure. But um. Is Brand like what is Brand doing? That's never explained. Like he's just he go he's he's doing his thing, and it's like what is he even doing? You know. So that's that's that that's like the that's like my one really. I really that's it. And then they they should have just killed more people. Yeah, for sure. I think there's I think you could have killed like like you you really like for what he does. You don't need Bron going forward. You don't need. I don't actually. I don't even remember was he. I don't think was he there or not. Don't know um yeah yeah uh see i think the game bowl is going to happen earlier in the books mm-hmm, i think the mm-hmm. bowl is happening in winds of winter um mm-hmm. and so then you wouldn't need to have that later in king's landing so i think you could have the hound die there yeah. there's there's another easy one um if it does go in a similar direction theon's death oh so good that i would not change it I just, no. it's, just, it's, it's good. so, it's so good. And in fact, I've even thought like, I think you, I think I'd almost make Theon's death point of view. I would almost make, I would almost make some of that battle. Did you know how in the battle of the Blackwater, when we just, when we do, when we were finishing a clash with Kings, how it's going back and forth, but you get Sansa in the room with Cersei and everyone. And then you get um like davos from the ship side and then Tyrion while he's down there in the mud with everybody mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. would almost give if it does go any way similar to that like if theon does die the same way i would almost make theon's point of view um 
give Theon a point of view chapter in there where all the White oh. Walkers are coming and everything and Bran talks to him and then he goes up to take him out. And then like as he roll as he's like gets the hit and he falls to the ground, he like kind of rolls over and sees just like the Night King walking. But then maybe you have him see like Arya if it I don't think it's going to be Arya. But if you were to do that in a book perspective, right. you have you see like Arya jump over. It's just like this black figure like jumped like swoosh by me or something. And then it's like, what? Like, imagine reading that in a book. You would be oh. like flip burning oh. through the pages. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Because again, the, the, the intensity, they did a good job in the first three, as you said, building the intensity and having those moments where like, what you know what's happening it felt like the heart was just beating and pounding and, you, and you're moving us through really well and um I, i've always thought too like it would be more of a pack situation which is like john brand aria you know maybe sansa in some weird way like working together here at winterfell or something but you know it so there's a lot of other things uh, i think i think aiden had a really good just interesting different ways to kind of consider it but like you know having the the night king uh, to like to kill him, you'd have to kill Bran, sort of like a Horcrux thing or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things that I think George will do that's a little bit more mystical mm -hmm. or magical. For sure, because yeah, as somebody said, like he's AFK. I mean, Bran is just we have no clue what he's doing, and he's like this all powerful sort of like can see everything and is just like in a trance doing right. what. And he's we've and we've heard debate? we've I mean, heard of deleted scenes. I think I think a deleted scene was he was supposed to be up in Ravens like viewing the battle, like. Oh, like he okay. was, yeah. but we never saw. It. There was also like some deleted scene that was going to be like a huge pack of direwolves, like led by Nymeria, like roaring in to help help take on the fight and stuff. And we didn't see that. Right, right. Um, I mean, okay. the episode was also an hour and a half long, so like, right, some stuff's gotta get cut, right? right you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I I can get that. I mean, that was that was like an hour and a half episode, and there were so many great like shots in there, like where John and like where John and Danny fly up on the dragons, and you like you get that moon. Oh, like, so good. Yeah, it was sick. It was a sick. Yeah, it was, so it, was a sick. it shows me though. There's a lot of potential too. Like you know, Matt's making these. You guys are making comments here. Different things you would do. George is taking all that in. It's going to be ten times better. There's totally mo there's more characters. There's a there's a reason. There's build up. There's the point of view. There's all that different stuff. But it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be a really really solid um, ending for the series. I, I I can say that with confidence because. There's a lot that I liked in season eight, but there's also a lot of stuff that was like, you know, it just sort of falls apart, falls apart after after the battle of Winterfell. It just sort of right. It's not fun. So anyway, um, yeah, I just thought that was fun. Just stir the pot a little bit with the whole because we haven't done that in a long time, like Matt said. Yeah. And it's just it's inter interesting. Well, you know, can we can we move on to something else? Here yeah, absolutely. Yeah. OK, yeah. so you had something you pulled up you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. 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 Here, let me let me. uh let me add that to the stream here. So this, I just had the dagger, right? So we looked at that. Mm -hmm. I was looking at this. This was an image released um, just a couple of days ago with uh, the the house house of the dragon Twitter. And if I don't know if I can zoom in here or not, but the let me see if I can if I can do this or not. I think that's as far as I can go in, buddy. But let me that's try. fine. No, yeah. you know, it's, it's fine. It's really fine. Yeah. You see it? Okay. So yeah. there, if you look right in the center of the blade, and if you guys want to pull this up on Twitter for a more high definition thing, there are like, is this the same dagger? I guess is my question. Yes. Is this? Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's the dagger. Yeah. Okay. So you look at the markings and the writing on the center of this, there's like extra runes. I went back and pulled up the, you know how like the one ring you put it in the fire and that's when you see the, right. the marking situation. So this dagger is like in the fire with some special hidden code mm -hmm. and when we talk about the like, like aria kills the night king with this dagger right is that right yep 
Yeah. So the ruins, so Matt and I have recently been talking about the idea that Aegon the Conqueror, this could be his dagger. I mean, this could be, you know, like, like exactly. That's where, that's where I'm going with it. That's right. where I want to go with it. Yes. Yeah. Is what if, what if like this idea that this prophecy gets passed down from like yes, Aegon or whatever. And then, so what if it's like this dagger specifically is the one that needs to be like used, 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 and it, and it has some hidden um, writing in there, or whatever that's sort of revealed, and people start to kind of understand. Because I don't, I forget how that came out, whether it was George or or the, this idea that Aegon knew um, or or is going to pass on that we're going to see Viserys pass on to uh, Rhaenyra the idea that we are preparing that we are preparing mm-hmm. the, that the realm needs to be united because we've had dreams and visions and, and we, we sort of foresee this white Walker threat. Uh, now when that's coming or, or whatever is, is um, they don't know, but you have the realm needs to be ready for it. And so you have the high towers kind of come in here and mess everything up. And, and the realm is it's, it's, I mean, the Targaryens are right. The dragons are killed and, and the, the realm is, is weakened. It wouldn't surprise me at all. If the night King has some secret involvement in that or something, there's some other, you know, ploy going on here because they're the big right. fire, uh, it's it's an ice and fire, you know, a song of ice and fire. So that dagger, I don't know what it says. I'm not really sure because we talk a lot about like it's mentioned in the text that there are runes, that there's um, writings from the first men and that there's like right. the Andals when they come over, they see some of that stuff. And what right. does that mean? Right. Uh, and this is and this is taking just because we had a comment. here. This is what we're, it's taking like. Again, it's kind of a blend of show and book. Because mm-hmm. in the book there is no Night King, obviously, right? And right. but in the book it might come down to just John takes on the Night King or takes on whoever. I do think we will get some sort of key figure, yeah, White Walker figure. Whether yeah. they're ultimately controlled by Euron or like the Horn of Winter or whatever, I do believe we will get some sort of like leader of the White Walkers. Yeah, um, yeah, right, yeah. So I, I do, I do think, I do think we will get that. But this is this would be say taking this potential new idea, right? I guess that Aegon knew and passed it down and turning into a show verse to sort of making it more sense. Well, because then as you know, us, we've seen sort of, if you're talking to George and you're, you're showrunners and you're saying, okay, our audience, we know for a fact has seen the ending. They know where a lot of this goes to, to build up sort of that dramatic irony, which is the audience knows something that the characters don't know. There's this idea, this dagger is important. Well, we know that dagger is going to be used here later on. And then if it's lost over time, this is a big deal. Like we could have been more prepared for this. You save the realm a lot of chaos, whatever. And you, you, you sort of see them lose the secret here um, and have to regain it, whether it's in the Rhaegar readings uh, if it's at Summerhall, Egg, Woods Witch, whatever it might be, someone sort of coming back with other dragon dreams and bringing up this idea that we need to be prepared for a song of ice and fire. We need to be ready for this great battle uh, that's that's going to to take place. And to have that dagger be something super important that has like a hidden message that the air gets and is passed down is, is pretty cool. Because also Blackfire is passed down too. It wouldn't I mean, you could have done it that way as well. Hidden messages in swords or in items or right. whatever, which is which is a neat way to do it. Very cool, right? And I think it's I think it's still fair to say, man, that some of the stuff because remember George wrote a handful of episodes of Game of Thrones. So is there stuff that he, you know, like what do we say to the God of Death? Not today. Well, uh, yeah, that's not in the books, but he wrote the episode of the show and added it in. Kind of cool. Right. It, you know, exactly. He, he wrote he wrote the Battle of the Blackwater episode. He wrote the Baron Maiden Fair, the Lion and the Rose. You know, and we've talked about you have to go back and look at some of the things that are added into these episodes. I mean, he wrote it. 
Well, so what's to say that that's not something he thought should have been added or, you know, whatever. hundred percent. And Matt, how many ideas do you think George had that he said, okay, I've, as a gardener, I've got to trim, uh, you know, trim that off. I can't go down that route for whatever reason. He has a ton of ideas that uh, aren't making it into his books, clearly didn't make it into the show that now you want to kind of bring this guy on and say, Hey, we are trying to make this interconnected. You know, we bring him in to kind of talk about this stuff and, it's, it's really cool. It's actually almost like even a Lord of the Rings sort of uh, – he, lo he loves to sort of have these little nuggets that allude to things that he enjoyed in, in uh, Lord of the Rings and Tolkien's work. So that would be one clearly that by fire, you know, uh, you can see a, a hidden message or whatever. Super freaking cool. And again, it's the Targaryens. It's, it's fire and blood. And it just to see it was kind of fascinating. So I don't know if that was – because I went back and looked at the other dagger. We don't really get like real good close-ups on the original dagger, but I don't think it had um, – yeah, it did not have that type of rune work. It still had the, yeah. the feature, right? Like, I mean, yeah, like, um, yeah. Sorry, I just uh, mm -hmm. go ahead. I don't. I don't. I oh no, 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 no! I was just saying to shift that, gears here, but yeah. yeah, it's fine. We can shift gears because yeah. I, I, I just think that again, it's a really cool piece. It's a really cool element in terms of you know using that dagger as as something to connect us back to the series and make this whole arc with the Targaryens much more. Exactly. So. Oh, I was just going to sort of expand on the idea of like George writing episodes for, mm -hmm. for the show and like changing stuff. Like here's one. So he wrote the episode, um, the bear and maiden fair, which is season three of game of Thrones. Um, so one of the things that we get here is a, is a point of view that does not take place in the books, but is one of the most memorable and amazing shows. One of the most memorable and amazing moments in the entire series of the show. Um, so that's when, uh, do you remember when Joffrey's sitting on the throne and Tywin comes in and he basically just checks him hard Yes, and yes. he's like, well, I want to be updated on this. And he's like, okay, you know, like, okay, okay. Yeah. And like, it's almost like Joffrey's like sitting down smaller in the chair and yes, he's like getting yes, like yes, more yes. and Tywin just flat up puts him in his place. Well, like that does not take place in the books. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Like, but it's, it's but one it's... of the best scenes of the whole show. It's a real good and TV. George and... wrote that episode. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. That is one of the things is he it, it gives him an opportunity to expand yeah. the lore. And it's like you hint at something in the show that then like could tie back into the books or something, you know, because it all ends up blending together. And Well, I mean, like it's like so once your book is published, you know, and you have these thoughts and ideas, the reason like Tolkien right. wrote so many letters about his works was like he wanted to clarify stuff and make different, you know, expand sort of some of what was happening in the series and whatever and, and try to talk to fans about it. So George, again, has an opportunity in the show to say, you know what, I was thinking about doing this, but I didn't do it. And I actually think maybe this would be cooler. Um, so let's go ahead and throw this into the TV show. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it does, it's not a huge, huge change. And it amplifies, um, you know, Tywin's character, which we all already thought of him as being super kind of uh, epic and, and uh, you know, savvy in terms of the Game of Thrones. So to see him also come in there and check Joffrey is uh, it's great. It's, 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 a, it's a good move. So, but that's what he said. That's what he said in terms of how he said they are doing, there are changes and he was, he's on board and he is right. saying, I am involved. Right? right. Which is good. Yeah. Well, how, like how the difference is like, it's one thing when you change game of Thrones, because you have like the game of Thrones is direct point of views. Now, could they be unreliable narrators? Yes, absolutely. But house of the dragon it's to me, it's like, I don't even view it as a change because no. the lore we have is told to us by two totally different narrators mm -hmm. who both have certain agendas and it's like a giant outline. Yes, it is. Like it is the, the story is told to us by a maester 
who's like trying to remember what he wrote or like yeah. what, he's like telling you the story what happened and then mushroom who's like a freaking court jester you know dwarf yeah, fool i mean like well, and who wants to tell a story and make headways wants to make headlines wants to kind of you know sell whatever yeah. his story so uh yeah it's it's got to be juicy it's got to have some juice to it but what really happened like you said the dialogue right. is not there there's significantly less there's dialogue almost to no it. dialogue exactly so you have plot points like some of those you know like one or two rogue like the good lines where it's like to you know Damon talking to Viserys or whatever and coming back and holding up the crown and, 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 and like a like, yeah we're gonna see that thing but outside of that we don't know what happened directly no, afterwards I don't even think there is any direct dialogue other than yeah. like what's what's in you know and even fire and blood like the book fire and blood is kind of a collect like a collection like fire and blood itself is almost not even anything new it's like, oh, it's, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's like, especially for the Dance of the Dragons, because that's where actually, because he wrote these like stories and they were like in as novellas. novellas. Yeah. And then that got put into World of Ice and Fire and expanded upon. And then some of what's in World of Ice and Fire is like Aegon's Conquest. Mm -hmm. Like if you listen to the World of Fire, oh, World of exactly. Ice and Fire audiobook and you listen to the same, it's the exact same chapter. It's just two different narrators. I mean, it's yeah. like word for word the same. They just cut, they just, I wish I was, I wish I was on that person's writing getting paid for to do that dude's writing thing for the day because yeah. he went copy paste hey, he, did. he didn't even have to send it to what do you no. make your students send it to oh yeah to to the the where you check to see if it's what's, uh, what's, what's that called what's the yeah, no reading or something like that yeah like one uh, of the turn it in dot com turn it in dot com oh my gosh that's hilarious so yeah it's like there's so much room i think we're gonna be really shocked in a good way when we get to seasons one like our episodes one two and three are gonna be like wow holy smokes they are like expanding the story showing us things that never happened but things that also were outlined and because you have to i mean you just absolutely have to so it, it's it's good stuff it's really he's approving the scripts he's reading the scripts and, and giving feedback on it i mean they hired right. him to do this Paid him millions right. of dollars. So it sounds from what I from what I've read, uh, just in some people talking about it, stuff like that, it sounds like George is actually more involved in this than he was even Game of Thrones. That's what I heard too. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. It, it, so which which is a good thing. They want that. They want the fan base to really be but and he has good ideas and they're realizing that okay, he can pull off moments like Hodor. Okay. This guy has an eye like his mind has been he's been thinking about this for like 20 plus years or whatever. It's just insane. So he has ideas that haven't made it into the series. He can execute some of these things, pass them on to other writers, play with it, you know, get in sort of a room and, and figure out um, cool moments. You want to build towards these moments that shock fans that go, you get that shock value back, right? Where people are like Monday morning, like, did you see that episode, man? Did, I didn't expect that to happen. And even as a, as a, someone who's read fire and blood or read a, a world of ice and fire, I, I know for a fact we're going to have like jaw dropping moments because oh, we yeah. did it game of thrones we already had the adaptation we knew the red wedding was come you know was coming and still just you know right. blow, blow well, and away. the and the the advantage here is for the casual audience that knows nothing about what happened in fire and blood or any of this other stuff like you know it's it's one thing when we even at, like view this because we know what happens and we know like but we're the smaller portion of the audience, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, I don't even, I don't even know what, what the amount is, but you know, I mean, let's just, just take Lord of the Rings, for example. Yeah. Mega, mega movies. How many people, how, what, what percentage of, of the people do you think actually even knew what happened? I, I didn't even know what happened and I kind of, oh. you know, 
Oh yeah, for sure. No, exactly. Do you think man. it's like what do you do you think it's twenty percent? So, so like, do you think it? So you think oh, eighty percent? Do you think eighty percent of so even more? You think maybe like ninety percent of the audience yeah. watching it are probably people who don't even touch the books; they just sit down and watch it. So I can tell you right now, for for in terms of the so I run a podcast called Up Talking Talking with my buddy Lane. Shout out to him! And dude, ninety percent of the like stories that kind of come in the emails or whatever, or like I watched it was. Uh, uh, like a like a kid coming in, even parents kind of coming in, just knowing that it's Tolkien, it's safe. You've seen it on the bookshelf. Right. Maybe you read it when you were a kid. You don't really know. You don't really remember. He didn't finish the series because it's super long and super whatever. But you know, it's a good wholesome story. You go in the movies. Literally, if you look at the sales too. Again, it's always it's been it's been a, a, a slow rise or whatever. It's had its ups and downs. But the book sales just shoot through. The, why? It was such a good, uh, like like movie right. adaptation. People were on a journey. They had no idea. Even when you watched the first one and you went to go read it, it's still such a complex read. It was so good for, for, for that. I, I feel like, and that's like, and they're adapting an actual book and you're going to have people, I think Aiden's comment was really good just because he said, we're going to see what actually happened. You're going to have people who come into this, have no idea. They're never going to read it. They're not going to read right. uh, Fire and Blood and they're going to, I mean, people no. who are- Fire and Blood. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started. I think the book sucks. I'm sorry. Dry. It's not. Yeah, it's, dry. it's just so freaking dry, dude. It's yeah, yeah, like yeah. God. It's like freaking. You okay. Know, so good eating turkey. Eating turkey the day after, you know, after Thanksgiving, right. and it's the red wine. Yeah, right, it's been in the fridge for like a couple of days, and it's like, oh man, it's real uh, dry. It, no, the best is when Matt Matt first it described doesn't it. Suck. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's just like. Yeah. It's just. I will always prefer the World of Ice and Fire book because I just think it's just it's just told. It's just better. It's much more condensed and. But how about this? So you are a but the content and it is sweet. Yeah. Oh, it's sick. It, yeah, it is sick. So, but like Matt is a Game of Thrones content creator, podcaster, etc. Like you're deep in, right. and so if you feel that way about it, imagine Ex right exactly Dude, that people are going to come in and be like, I have. We have you know again fifty to sixty people in the chat who like they've read it, they know they're right. locked in, and even some not of them only might be that, like, no, 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 no. Not, here's the thing. Not only that, but I'm also a history major. That's what I got. I got right. my bachelor's is yeah. in history. So like, I love reading history history right. books, and that's how it's written. And I still don't like it. You still don't like, like it. Yeah, it, exactly. I should love this book, but I'm right. just like, dude, I just get bored so fast right. with it. I'm not. If you like it, that's I, I'm you know whatever. Right. Because right. it's like the content in it is like what the story is freaking sick because the Targaryens and everything. But it's like I feel like I just get more reading off the wiki than I do listening to the book. Yeah. And you also want you're looking for those big plot points or whatever, too. And right. so like when I'm listening to it as well, it's like, yeah, I'm just looking for it. Like my mind actually has to fill in all the gaps and, and imagine sort of what is actually happening it, like in between these timeline jumps and what's really going on, because I don't think it's I also I also don't think it's conveyed. I think it is conveyed better. It, so like in. In World of Ice and Fire, it says it's more of like here's a here's like a timeline, right? And it's like you're in this king, and this is everything that happens, and then you're in this king, and this is everything that happens. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in Fire and Blood, it like I I sometimes feel like it just goes it jumps around too much, and it's I, I found it difficult to follow. Right, right. And again, you have some people again who really did like like the sales are right. going up for people. People love it. It's a totally different read, though. I think I agree with you though that a right. majority of people are not go, just your show watchers just your show watchers are oh, not yeah. gonna go well, check this out and they're not i I, I can say that 60 percent of the emails we got during season eight and even leading up to it like on just on the podcast are people who only watched the show but were trying to get into the books absolutely 100 yeah right yep and so, so it, yeah in this in this in this case i'm gonna say what well, i mean like 
I don't know. It, I feel like it's it's almost like a protector against against House of the Dragon because, right? You know, I mean, how like it's it's all it's all a theoretical outline of things that happened. So right. it's like it's, I mean, other than like you know the ending of it and some of the key moments that happen, you can do whatever you want with it. And well, in theory, it could be canon because George is writing it. Absolutely. So, okay. The the key thing I know for a fact, when I go watch st- something like the expanse or whatever else, I go find content creators who know both the show and the book. And I want them to tell me what are the differences? What are they like? What are they not like? And I kind of look into it and, and, and that's it. And I kind of, I kind of move off of it. But I think, although, so again, people in this chat who really love it like us and who are like, you know, down to read it and nerd out and get into the differences or whatever, they're going to be in here checking this out and talking and voicing their opinions about it. Cause they're that, that really, um, that higher level tier, you've got that like show watcher and then you step up a notch people here who are kind of reading everything. And they've got people who want to go make content, etc. you know, that, that sort of tiered, um, fan or whatever, but man, it's just. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna give people a good ride. I feel like everyone involved, just your basic show sh- sh- show, or your your book um your book readers, your content creators, and then basic show uh, watchers. So yeah, it's good. down. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. Okay, as um as we're closing up shop here, predictions for episode one. Oh my gosh! So um, wow, for sure. Wow, for sure, we are going to get a. Council, a great council, great council, and I think there might even be like you could launch right into it. I have no idea, but you could launch right into it and possibly have a lot of energy from different factions moving forward. A lot of real, real energy and establish a high king who is an an old king and who's who's a Targaryen here to hear this council and people making their cases. That's a lot of buzz. That's a lot of energy, and the fact that they showed us. Uh, old King Jaharis, I feel like you might open with that. That's the whole, everything right. moving forward is centered upon the series was chosen over Rainey's. Um, and then even when they put like Lanor forward and stuff like that, he's chosen over them. And it was because he was a male, flat out. Um, I mean, actually, the old king's wife leaves him for that. I mean, for a while, they separate. So that is everything moving forward with the, with the, with the blacks and the greens. 100%, you know, Allison says, no, I have a son. And Viserys' son should fit the throne. Do so. you think we will see? Because if 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 this do, um, if we're getting old King Jaharis, do you think we get old King Jaharis's death and possibly an involvement from House Hightower? Oh boy! Because I, I feel like I feel like you could really set up the idea because we know there's a lot of images of young Rhaenyra and young Alice and his friends. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. maybe if you have something where Viserys is telling Rhaenyra, like, "Hey, I'm going to change it because I want you to be, I want you to be my my heir." Because I think it's uh-huh. going to it's going to be him if this is like sort of going to be his coronation. Yeah. But then you could really end that thing where it's like, here you have Alicent, and like maybe that we see them as friends, and then it's going to be something where it's like, oh, she's got her, own, she's going to forge her own path. Whereas Rhaenyra feels like she's like, at least in this just episode one, like I'm going to get like, what's, what's mine. But Allison's like, well, I'm just going to have to go about it my own way. Yeah. 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 I, I really do like that. I like the idea too, that you're going to have um, that the high towers, however they execute this, the high towers involvement, we're going to be, we're going to be privy to some sort of thing that they do that is devious, whether that's with the old King 
Uh, and I think we'll see that. I think we'll see something that hints at it or we're directly going to see a poison something. The old king is gone. And then Otto Hightower is also in there doing. And I'm going to give credit to Aiden because I, I would think I was thinking the same thing here that we're going to really enjoy Viserys's first wife or that we're going to like her in some way. And we're going to see a plot to remove her as well. And, that, you know, during childbirth or something. And. That opens the door for the high towers. I just feel yeah. like because I've been reading too that we're going to see early on a more clear good guy, bad guy. The Lannister season one, bad guys, right? Bad. We don't like that. They're, they're well, bad. Then, but then, you the, got, but then, you, then you kind of throughout season one kind of see well, Tyrion might be okay, right? Exactly. So I feel like they're going to establish the high towers as bad right out the gate, and then. There, well, that's going to shift. That's going to shift over the series. And ironically, we might be because I think even reading Fire and Blood, we're like, oh, no, we're Targaryen. Uh, something is going to happen along the way that's going to make us go like, OK, like the High Towers right. did some bad stuff in the beginning, but they're redeeming themselves or like later on. I don't know. That's could be I, I would be good. I, I that to me is what this show really should do is they should because technically, I mean, yeah, Alice and Hightower like we view as sort of bad or whatever. But even though, because she's not a Targaryen, well, Catelyn Tully isn't a Stark. Right. I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Right, you wanna, but yeah, if you want to go down that route, but she does have a child that is a Targaryen child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You know, well, I mean, the, the other thing here is the consequences for the High Towers could be long. Like, this could be a long lasting issue where they go back to the High Tower. And we right. think in A Song of Ice and Fire, they're going to be a big player. Something big is, is coming right. down the line. So. And what's to say, what's to say, actually, that, you know, we sort of view them as bad just because we think, yeah, we, we were with the blacks or whatever. Right. But, um, I mean, what's to say that Rhaenyra and Damon aren't the crazy ones? Oh, it's I the know. Way, because the story we've been given is told to us from a certain point of view. Yeah. Yep. And what's to, and so I, I really hope that the show does really make everyone pick us because that was like the best part of game of thrones oh yeah was everyone was everyone picked everyone picked like a team yeah and if yeah. you really like even like you know other other shows that have done that i mean like, i'll use an example like twilight remember everyone's like i'm team Edward, oh yeah you know whatever oh, yeah. but it was like Got a thing you. and everyone's into it but i mean you can really pick like um you know if you really like design and make it like that way well for, for, for just 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 to kind of highlight that point. So when the when Aegon right when when you have the Targaryens legitimate Targaryens born by Alicent who yeah, have a they're claim, legit. they're legit that like they are legit. And then you have Rhaenyra over here doing some stuff with like, I mean, actually almost betraying like House Valerion in terms of who she's sleeping with and who the children that she's having and stuff like that. You could get some crazy power hungry Targaryens. And have these more kind of like Hightower just wants wants a seat at the table. They just want to be involved, you know, right. uh, grandfather to sort of the king or whatever, mother to the king. Uh, and it just and again, you're trying to follow what was the precedent that's set in 101. They seem just by law that see, sort of seems like that's, you know, they're, they're kind of in the right a little bit. So I, I really think there's a lot of room to, as Matt said, pick a team, pick your side, root for them. And as you know, people will not have read a lot of this and that will be all over the internet picking sort of their sides, uh, you know, whether you're a green or a black, et cetera. So I, I am actually ready to be swayed one way or the other and haven't decided yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I again, predictions. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to, it's th see this episode should end with Jaharis getting crowned King or not Jaharis. Um, yeah. And Jaharis, Old King Council. Hopefully, we get to see his death. Hopefully, we get to see yeah, uh, and an, a slight involvement from. I'd love uh, it. Al 
from 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 Allison. Because remember, it's going to be a long way, I think, before we get to Allison marrying. I think we won't even see Allison marry Viserys until like episode four, because we still have Emma Aaron, and we know they have a funeral. So that's maybe episode two or three. Right. So what do you think? I mean, you know, yeah. What do you think? I mean, it could be. It very well could be I, that. Uh, how'd she kill him? Did she smoked. Did she poison? Did you know? I mean, we just know she was in there reading with him. That's all we know, right? When we know and that. Then uh, Harris dies of similar circumstances as well. Yeah. In which she's like, she's right there. She's right next to him when he dies. Yeah. And they say, they say, and get right, like, uh, poison is a, is, a, is a woman's weapon, sort of something that George right. is in the series or whatever. So, you know, who knows? We could, we could definitely. Um, I really hope they, they make Otto Hightower seem like an absolute, like, jerk. Yeah. Like actually, evil, like an evil. Cause it's like, it's like, why is your, why is your young daughter? You know, right, right. This, it's almost it's almost like she's getting pulled in your know, family ties and stuff like that. Like she's getting made to do things that maybe she doesn't want to do. And we start to feel kind of you know, some sympathy for her, etc. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, she did yeah. that. But still, we need to see her. We it. need it. Yeah, we need. Yeah, that or like we need to see a real reason for her to become because in theory, she should almost not have any path to the throne. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they, they're they're totally plotting to, to get in, you know. Thickest thieves here. He's wanting his daughter to be flaunted in front of King Vis. I mean, flat out there, they get yeah. married. Like, you know, that happened. Like Emma Aaron is, I, I don't know if she's, she, she dies, but like, it's like Aiden said in the, in the chat, we will see what happens, not what people told us, you know, happened, which is going to be the interesting element. Like we think we know some of these things, but they're going to show us. We, the audience are going to get to see it and it's going to be great. It's going to be really cool to see those moments with Allison Hightower and, and, and Otto Hightower plotting. Plotting to get their, you know, kind of um, to get their seat at the table, to get royal, you know, connections. So, yeah. 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 Sick. Sick. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks everybody who was hanging out here on YouTube. This was a ton of fun. Might do another live stream or something later in the week. Don't know. Yeah. We will definitely be back next Sunday for episode one. We're doing a live watch party here on YouTube. Um, then, of course, it'll get clipped up into podcasts as well for those of you guys listening over there. Um, so come join us, uh, five 30 Pacific time, eight 30 Eastern, Eastern time. Yep. I'm sure there's other time zones out there as well that you guys are from. I know we have listeners from all over the world, which is crazy, yep. but, uh, whatever time that correlates, uh, with you, we'll be on here hanging out. We'll watch the episode live. Obviously we can't show it on screen. Um, cause that would get flagged within like a second. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we'll do a podcast later. We'll have Jimmy on, sir, the Fantasy Network, Sir Jimmy. So, um, and then we'll be planning some more stuff out later too. Mecca. Maybe we can get some more. We, we used to do the Ravens Nest where we could get people to come, like yeah, you guys to be able to come show. on and stuff like yeah. that. So, well, uh, we'll take a look at our Patreon, get some stuff moved around. Maybe yeah. I've been thinking about yeah. getting the Discord back. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could do that. Uh, we could, we could. Yep. And also, friends, don't forget, if you come over to YouTube, uh, we've had, you know, I know a lot of people listen on the podcast. We've got good subscribers over there and also here, here on YouTube. But we we throw your comments up. We're, we're mm -hmm. interacting with yeah. the chat. They influence the show. Um, those super chats are huge. Like, it's it's so cool. So, But it would be neat. I know people really enjoyed after season eight hopping on, hearing their voice on the podcast. And we've always been pro listener and wanting you guys to kind of get your voice and your raven on the show, get your thought out there. Cause we've had great comments today. I really am impressed with the chat. So yeah, ab yeah, ab absolutely. So with that guys, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out. Uh, we have a ton of extra content over on Patreon 
or you can check out Apple Premium. And on Apple Premium, you get extra content to all of our shows. And we are going to be covering Rings of Power as well over on our Wheel of Time podcast. Um, and then actually, we have a show, Matt and his show, whereas I talk about just any, anything that's basically everything else, but it's kind of like the streaming wars. And yeah. uh, we actually just did a big episode, and a lot of it was Game of Thrones-centered. Uh, right. We were talking about all the HBO Max updates and everything like that. So um, definitely be sure to check all of that out as well, guys. We will be back. And remember that House of the Dragon is 